Amen. Hallelujah. So I think I'm on now. He's on. All right. I'm trying to, to hold on to be sure that we're on. Okay, Brabana says we're on. All right. So I think we are on now. Amen. Sorry for the for the glitch. Um, we're, we're back on. All right. So I've I, I just been charging us and been encouraging us as to as to our attitude towards the world as to our praise god all right all right and i've been talking for the past 10 minutes actually i've been on but but thank god we are all connected now hallelujah uh, i've been just I, i've been just be talking about our desire what our attitude towards bible study should be like um like i said and i've been saying in the past minutes is a thing of joy is a thing of thanksgiving for us to be connected with the word and um, I want us to have that mindset Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 5 says let this mind be in you there must be a mindset you must have towards Bible studies and that's a few things I've been I've been saying before um, I discovered that um, there was a glitch amen now I said we should look at Nehemiah chapter 8 Nehemiah chapter 8 I want to read verses 1 to 12 an interesting read just to let us see and why am I doing that because the Bible talks to us in Romans 15 verse 4 it said the things that are written aforetime are written for our word for our learning so how do we learn to respond to God in Bible study now the Bible study times is when we study together like this and when you study to on your own personal level and when we come together in church what attitude should we have towards the word. So I want us to look at something that, that the term is will be in Nehemiah chapter 8. I want to read from verse 1. I'll read quickly to verse, verse 12 and then we'll go on today to look at something um, that I want us to check in Bible today. Then all the people gathered together as one man in the broad place before the water gate. I'm reading in the Amplified Version. And they asked Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law, that's the Bible. Like the Torah, which the Lord had given to Israel. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, all they were doing here was to bring the book of the Lord. Hallelujah. And you see, the governor was there, the priests were there. You see, I have to go on. Verse 2 And Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly of both men and women. Hallelujah. And all who could hear with understanding on the first of the seventh month. He read from it, facing the broad place before the water gate, from early morning until noon. What were they just doing? Just reading the word by God from everyone. So let's say from 6 a.m. to 12. We just read the Bible. No preaching. Just reading the Bible. And there was joy. There was ecstasy. There was excitement. There was there was life and hope. Hallelujah. You see, that, that's, that's the attitude we must have. Uh, the, the word of God must excite us because there's life in it. Glory to God. Verse 4. And Ezra, the scribe, stood on the wooden pulpit which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, Messiah, on his right hand, on his left hand, Padiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and, and, and Mashlam. Don't, don't mind those names. Amen. Praise God. In our day, I, I, I will say Pastor Richard. I will say, I, 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 praise God. I, I will say Brother Rochimi. Praise God. The same way the Greek and Hebrews will look at what name are these ones. That's how we sound it to us. I, yes. I will say Brother Timmy and I, I will say Mrs. Mackinney and I will call Mr. Sakome like that. That's how it will be in our day. Glory to God tonight. Amen. 
And then, and then Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above them. And when he had opened it, all the people stood up. Wow. Now, they stood up when he opened the Bible. Now, it just shows you, it shows you how we ought to approach the word. What reverence we ought to accord the reading of the word is holy glory to god there's there's something holy about the word of god that was learned from the from the from from the israelites the way they, they reverence the word and ezra blessed the lord verse 6 of Nehemiah chapter, chapter 8 and ezra blessed the lord the great god and all the people answered amen amen lifting up their hands and bowing their heads and worship the lord with faces to the ground for the read of the word also Joshua, Benish, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatiah, Hadiah, Masiah, Kelita, Hazariah, Josephat, Hanan, Peleah, the Levites, helped the people to understand the law, and the people remained in their place. So they read from the book of the law of God, distinctly, faithfully amplifying and giving the sense so that the people understood the reading and nehemiah who was the governor and ezra the priest and the scribe and the levites who taught the people said to all of them this day is holy to the lord your god mourn not nor weep for all the people wept when they heard the words of the lord why because it has taken a long while before they heard this word like this if you remember the story of, of Jerusalem when they came back by Nehemiah to rebuild again, when Samuel and Tobiah began to rebuild uh, oppose them, but they finished building and the and the house was what dedicated, and then for the first time in a long time they were reading the law together. And verse 10 then said to them, Go your way, eat and fat and drink and sweet, and send portions to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people saying be still for the day is holy do not be grieved and all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared unto them now this is an attitude that we should have towards a read of the word don't come to bible study blank don't come just don't burst in don't just rush in come prepared hallelujah come ready come reverently come come in anticipation of meeting with the lord hallelujah amen glory to god tonight hallelujah amen so tonight i want us to just know and know that there must be an attitude of reverence to when we approach god's word be it in your private study in general study and in church there must be there must be always amen uh, an attitude of of receiving the word of god hallelujah amen tonight all right i want us to to go tonight in continuation of the thoughts we've been coming with because i'm trusting the lord to move to the content of the gospel um, but I want to take just one more scripture that emphasized, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God, alright, we are up, I want us to look at one more scripture, um, and the other, other words, I want you to read them up for yourself, you know, 
we've looked at Luke 24, 51, that talk about Christ's return. Acts 1, 9 to 11. We've seen Hebrews 10, 23 to 25. In fact, 19 to 25. We've seen first, no, okay, no, no. We've seen um, Revelation 22, verses 7, 12 to 17, 21, thereabout. And today, by the grace of God, I want us to look at first John. Turn with me your Bible to first someone calls it little John's because there's a middle John, John's gospel, and then there's first John, second John, and third John. And the more it goes first, second, third, it becomes more little and little praise God. Hallelujah. But really it's not little John. Amen. First John chapter two. Um actually I would love us to look at verse three, but um the scripture, as we know, the Bible is not written in chapters and in verses, but for the purpose of study, hallelujah, and the reference, it was broken down to chapters and verses. So I want us to look at 1 John chapter number 2, we'll read from verse 24 to 3, verse 3. That's the scripture we're going to look at tonight. And then the other ones that I want you to note down, please, if you can note it down, um, first. Thessalonians the four, note it in your notes. I might not go there because of our time, so we can make progress. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18. First Corinthians 15, 51 to 58. Um, Philippians 3, 20 to 21. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So um, these are the scriptures that I want you to study on your own, but tonight I want us all to study together First John 2, 24 to 3, verse 3. Hallelujah. Let me read from here. It said, it said let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he had promised us, even eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it had taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, from verse 24 to 27, you will see the word abide in him, abide in him, abide in him, recurring. Hallelujah tonight. That means we are called to abide in Christ. We are called to live in Christ. We are called and encouraged to remain in Him. John chapter 5, 15 rather, verse 7, the Lord says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, that means you as a believer, you are, you are God's word ought to abide in you as you abide in Him. Yes, we abide in Him by being His children, but as much as we abide in Him by being His children, we should allow God's Word to have expression fully in us. Amen tonight. 
You see, until the word of God abides in us, we are prone to being seduced by men. Now, let me come to verse 28. And now, little children, see it again, abide in him, that when he shall appear. Now, notice that. Let me read again. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That means those that will be confident at his coming will be those who are abiding where? In him. And what does it mean to abide in him? It means to stay in him and live by him. Hallelujah. You remember the story of Elijah and Elisha? The prophets knew that the Lord was going to take Elijah that day. But they did nothing about it. They told Elisha, thank God Elisha knew, he said, hold your peace, for I know that today the Lord will take my master, but he hadn't told me that, but the Lord had told him so. And Elijah came to Elijah and said to him, stay at Gilgal, stay at Bethel, stay at Jericho, stay at Jordan. He says, as the Lord, your God liveth, and your soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Glory to God. You see, because he did not leave Elijah, that was the reason he could see him when he was being taken and he could shout, my father, my father, and the horsemen thereof. And the thing which he desired, he got it. And that was why he was not ashamed to face the son of the prophet when he got back. Because when they crossed Jordan with, with, with Elijah, the Jordan closed and the, and the, and the prophets um, and sons were on the other side of Jordan. But because the mantle of Elijah had dropped, because Elisha saw Amen, and then and then when he came back to Jordan, he parted the Jordan with the mantle. You see, it would have been a shame if he couldn't go back to them because of the closing of the Jordan. But because he could see, he followed through with Elijah. The power of God was released onto him. What will make us see him when he comes is our abiding in him. And we must abide in him consciously. And now, little children, 28 of 1 John 2, abide in him. Why? So that when he appears. Now he says when, but he didn't tell us the time. So you can't afford to abide in him today and tomorrow you are outside him. No, not so. He said, I wish that thou art hot or cold. We must make sure in our hearts we are perpetually all the days of our lives abiding in him. 
That's why John 15, 7 says, you see, the, sometimes the reason men fail to see the, the, the love of God because they don't abide in Him. Say, so if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask. For when it shall appear, we may have confidence. It's only those that the word of God abides in that will have confidence to see Him. Hallelujah. I pray tonight for us to not be ashamed that it's coming because God's word will abide in us. 29 says, And if you know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Why? Because you are righteous. Glory to God. And everyone born of him is also righteous. Hallelujah. We are righteous in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Bible says, for, 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 for God had made him sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So he has made us righteous already in Christ. Hallelujah tonight. But he shall appear. So, we are, there's no controversy about his appearing because there are many scriptures that talks about his appearing. And we examine a lot of them and, and, and most likely this might be the last one that we're going to be examining and the rest, like I said earlier on, um, um, Paraventure, you didn't hear me, I, I will say them again. I want you to go over them for yourself. Now let's come to chapter 3, verse 1 of 1 John. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. You see, I like this. The Apostle John did not exclude us from himself. You know, in, in, in the earlier verse we read, in verse 28, uh, is it there about? Um, yesterday he said, and, and, and little children. Hallelujah. But you see, in chapter 3, verse 1, he says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. That is the same love he had on the Apostle John. It is the same love he has for us. Hallelujah tonight. So say amen. So both I and Apostle John and Brother Frank and everyone who is born again. We are now the sons of God. Praise God forevermore. And here when he says sons of God is generic. It means both male and female sons and daughters of God. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because he knew him not. The world doesn't know us. 
In 2 Corinthians 5, from verse, from verse 14, the Bible says, it says, it says, it says, Before Christ died, we knew him after the flesh, but henceforth we know him no more after the flesh. For if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. That's why when you tell some people that, 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 that the old you have died, it's, it's, it's for them it's amazing because 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 they can't understand they can't comprehend it because it, it can only be comprehended by a spiritually designed person. The world cannot know us, but you see today the church is struggling for the world to know them. No, it's an anathema. The world cannot know us. The world cannot understand our work. Can't understand that love. No, because the world also does not know him. Verse 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God again, hallelujah. You see, there's something about you knowing that you are a son of God, amen. So I told you, say, I am a son of God. And I said, the Sunday is generic, it's, both, it's, it's on both genders, both male and female, hallelujah. He said in, 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 in two verses, he said, he said, he said what man of God, what has restored, but we are God's sons. He said, now again we are, hallelujah. Glory to God tonight. Now we are the sons of God. So I now, very hallelujah now, amen. You say, oh, yes, right in the things you, are, you think you are going through. No, God hasn't has abandoned you. Now you are the son of God, hallelujah. Hallelujah tonight. You are, you are, I want to assure you today, child of God, you are the son of God. It doesn't matter what you are going through today. You are the son of God now. Or what you go through tomorrow, you will be the son of God tomorrow. As long as your life is in his hands, as long as you are your life to him, you remain the son of God until he comes. Why? Because he has given the Holy Ghost in your Spirit as an evidence token, hallelujah. Beloved, beloved of God. Tonight you might feel unloved. You might feel that no one loves you. No, I'll let you know that you are called the beloved of God, the beloved of God. Hallelujah. God loves you dearly. You are, you, are, you are precious in the sight of God. You are valuable in the hands of God. For everyone who is born again is beloved of God. The word beloved means this well loved. He so loved you that he gave out his only son to save you. That's the evident token of his everlasting, unquenchable, unfathomable love towards humankind. And in particular, his love towards you. Sometimes we, we measure God's love in our lives by the things we go through. You say, if he loves me, then why am I going through this? Hey, you can never quantify or, or put in a, a, an aggregate of God's love and equate it with things temporal. You cannot, hallelujah. Praise God. Let not the devil steal your joy by, by making reference to the things of the past. Get healed and move on in God. For now, beloved, we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Irrespective of whatever happens, we are the sons of God. And it does not appear what we shall be. But we know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen tonight. I'm glad to hear this word of God. He said, but we know. Listen, folks. Some folks will say, well, you guys are just blabbing. Christ is not coming back. Well, it will shock them. Amen. Uh, it will shock them. You see, because, because, because we are, we are children of the light. The Bible says so. We are not of the darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, because we are in the light, we believe the word of God. You see, he said, you know, you know, all the days... In John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, the Bible says Jesus was going to heal, to raise up, you know, to heal Lazarus. Because that's what he told them. That Lazarus, our friend, is sick and then he's asleep, amen. And he said, well, if he's asleep, then we, he will wake up. But he, but he told them, plainly, Lazarus, our friend, had died. And then when he got there, by the fourth day, amen, by the fourth day, the sister said to him, oh Lord, if you have come, our brother will not have died. But we know that on the day of resurrection, he shall rise again. And Jesus said something to them that no human being has ever said. Glory to God. There are some statements in the Bible that is about Jesus that know him, that they are emphatic, factual, historical statements that no human being can make. He said to them that they say, I am. Glory to God. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believed in me, though he dies, he will rise again. Hallelujah. For everyone who is born of the Spirit, though he dies, he shall rise up again. There will be a rise up again for the saints triumphant. But also in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, say, if in this world alone we have hope, then we are all men the most miserable. Child of God, friends tonight, our hope is not in this world alone. Glory to God. So, in respect to Christ's appearance, and by our abiding him, the Bible says here, for right, right now we don't know yet how we shall be. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus rose from the grave, in his appearance to the saints, the Bible says he came with the body that, that they knew. But in this time, this same Jesus who walked through walls. His wounds were still there. He came back from the grave with a glorified body. His body had changed. But see, the apostle John is saying here, the same thing Paul said. He says, in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, we shall be caught up with him. Hallelujah. You know what he said in 1 Corinthians 15? He says, there's a celestial body and there's a celestial body. Hallelujah. He said, when we see him, we will take the form that he shall be. And John is saying here, for we don't know yet how we shall be, but we know when we shall see him, amen, we shall be like him, amen. For we shall see him one day, and the moment we see him, we shall be like him. But what makes us to see him is our continual abiding in him. Because what made Elisha to receive was his continual following of Elijah. 
He said, Master, give me a double portion of your anointing. He said, well, what do you ask for me? I can't give. But if you can see me go, hallelujah. And he, 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 he followed through and saw him. He, he kept abiding. He kept following. You see, for those of us following, we don't want to expect him. And that should be the attitude of all the saints following. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, For it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know. Hallelujah. So say, Amen. Oh, tonight I want you to know that see, this is the joy of salvation. This is the hope we have. But we know. That's why those people, those are religion that tells you that you must do some work. That actually you, 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 you don't even know what you shall be until you get there. And, 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 and paraventure, if your goodness supersedes your, 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 your offenses, then you can say that is a wrong place to be. Amen. They are, they are taking salvation from the realm of, 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 of known to unknown. Hallelujah. That will not work for Christ Jesus. We know actually where we are going to. But you see, at the time of his coming back, we shall all see him. And the moment we see him, we know. So we know. Tonight, maybe you don't know, I'm showing you in the Bible that we know, glory to God, the believers know, there's an assurance in our spirit, there's a confident assurance in our life, and we know what will happen to us after death, amen, praise God, for he that's our Savior, the captain of our salvation, has gone through it, and he has shown us the way, he went the way of grace, and the grave, but he came back triumphant, so the same way, if we go that path, we shall rise up again, for he who God has sent has shown us the other part of life. But we know we shall be like him. What a glorious gospel. I know I shall be like my Lord. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Actually, if I end here tonight, I'm done. Uh, I can I can't put here for the next one week. We can have a camp meet here. We can do a camp and stay here. For we know, hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Because our sonship will culminate when we see him, when we're able to be translated and transformed like him. But for now, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when we shall see him, we shall be like him. And every man that had this hope, oh, glory to God. You see, this hope puts on you a responsibility. It means those who are Anticipating his return, have a responsibility. The, 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 the knowledge of the return of Jesus puts a responsibility on you, the believer, to constantly abide in him. To daily live in him. That's why we charge ourselves daily like this in the world. And every man that had this hope in himself, in him, does what? Purify. Purify. 
purified himself. You see, when Christ came to your life, he purified you. But subsequent, you purify yourself. Amen. The responsibility that this puts on you is a duty for you to constantly purify yourself. And how do you purify yourself by the word of God? This world is a filthy place. This world is a dirty place. Amen. If you feel comfortable in this world, then something is wrong. No, you can't. You can't feel at home here. For this world system is antithetical to the systems of God. It says, love not the world. Purify yourselves from the world. Love not the world, not the things that are in the world. For if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2, 14. For all that is in the world, you must purify yourself from your phone, from your friends. You have, you see, listen to me, folks. You, the Bible says, for everyone that has, except you don't have this hope, it means you are not saved, and I know you are saved. For everyone that has this hope in himself, does what? Purify it. Let me try and read that scripture from the Amplified. Let me see if it puts some, somehow different. I did something to just, to just, to just help me amplify that tonight. So something ca can be clear to your spirit. Hallelujah. Let me try and see that scripture. First John 3 verse 3. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm there. Let, let me try and read from, from the Amplified Version of the Bible. First John 3 verse 3. And everyone who has this hope resting on him cleanses and purifies himself just as he is pure. Wow. Now, the degree to how you cleanse yourself has been given is a degree to which now, 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 now the standard for the purification is not man. It's not who me. It's who? We are, we are, we are starting to attain to his own standard. And it means, if the Bible says we can be pure as he, it means it's possible. It says, for be thou, or be holy, as he also is word, holy. So we must pursue holiness. Follow peace with all men and holiness. We must live holy lives. We must live just lives. Amen. Why? Because we have this hope. So this hope of Christ's return puts on the believer a responsibility to purify and cleanse himself just like he is clean. Wow. What now, now to what degree are you meant to 
be pure as the believer to the degree that Christ himself is what? He's pure. And he says, for the prince of this world come but found nothing. Oh, you can stay in the place where he will come to you. He will find nothing. He will find in you gossip. He will find in you hatred. He will find in you teaching. No lasciviousness. No drunkenness. You are not a smoker. You are not a brawler. You are not an addict. You are just pure and clean by the word of God that abides and liveth forever. Hallelujah. For every believer that has this hope in himself purified, just as he is pure. So if any believer allows his friend to make him impure, that believer is foolish. He has reneged on his assignment. You know, as I begin to close, our time is almost up. My, my daughter was asking me a few days ago. To watch one movie that daddy must watch this. I don't know how. She has been telling me for days, no, for, for, for weeks, if not over a month now. And I know that when they watch it, it's like it's, it, it's like it's like it's comic. So I I know they are always laughing. I just don't feel like so on this this I think was yesterday, she compelled me to just stay and watch. So to no, it's a Christian movie, so I know it's nothing bad. But I just didn't want to sit down there and watch. I just don't. There are more important things to be done. Hallelujah. So I sat down to watch for five minutes. And then it's all about a young man who has a deep call of God on his life. In fact, this young man said, somebody called him at 1 a.m. He said, ah, good morning. I'm 1 p.m. He said, good morning. He said, ah, it's 1, it's 1 p.m. already. He said, ah. I didn't know that I've been in my quiet time since 6 a.m. That means I've been in quiet time from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, that, that man must have to see your call of God. Hallelujah. And he didn't know it. Amen. And then the person you're supposed to get married to called him at 1 a.m. She was watching Telemundo since 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. And she was telling him about what she watched in Telemundo. That Telemundo, I don't know the name of the people that get married. And this brother told, told her, it is not his only that told that they must attend um, um, marriage counseling before they can work in the church. It, it shows a, a, a vast disconnect between the man and the woman he wants to marry. There's something not, not in alignment with two of them. Someone so loved God deeply and someone is so worldly deeply. These are days when you begin to prune your friends and your, and your friends you want to have that will stay with you on the phone talking rubbish all day for anything that is not giving to God is vain. I say for every vain word a man speaketh, he will do what? He will account. Listen to me, folks. We will account for every word we speak that doesn't give God glory. That that, that actually and, and what word doesn't give glory? Any word that doesn't edify. Let your words. Be seasoned with salt. Let your works be graceful. Let not filthy communication proceed from your mouth. Ephesians 5 from verse 3. So we must be, we must be mindful. We are called to a life of purification. Your heart must not be polluted. You must cut, keep that heart. Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence. Protect your purity. Protect your cleanness. You must be clean. And you can be. Bible says, as he is pure, so we also must be pure. 
As I close tonight, David said, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look at a woman. Now, do you know that he is the one that made covenant? You didn't get that. Uh, <laughs> if he didn't make covenant, <laughs> by force he make it because he has, he has allowed his eyes to put him in trouble. When men should go to war, he was at home. Listen, when we are in church praying, please be in church praying. When we are going to evangelism, join us. Don't stay at home the day of evangelism. When men are doing spiritual things, stay in there. Be counted among those that are spiritual, that are aspiring to serve God in their generation. Tonight I'll be closing. For everyone that have this hope, what hope? The hope that Christ is coming back. Now, 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 now. My trick here tonight is first to emphasize the coming of Christ, like to establish with scriptures, so we know that so so that, so that this knowledge will propel us to want to preach more, love more, pray more, and give more. Hallelujah. But for everyone that has this hope, purify himself. Because if they're not purified, you get shamed. Well, that was shame. I, 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 I really don't know all ramifications. But may not be that one of the things that will happen is that it will make you not to go with him. That's a shame. It says, two shall be walking, one shall go, one shall be left. Why? Because one is not prepared. There's something wrong with one. He gave a parable about the ten virgins. He said, five were wise, five were foolish, five were not purified. He says, they didn't take extra oil. They didn't take extra things because see, it was their responsibility to take extra oil. So as it is our own responsibility to what? Purify ourselves. He says, if you don't, you'll be ashamed at his coming. Today I'm saying this to us so that we're not ashamed. One of the ways that we want to be ashamed is by purifying ourselves consciously. So if your right hand makes you sin, cut it off. If you have a group, a, a, a group that makes you sin, cut, exit the group. There's, a, there's, there's an app on my wife's phone, it's a wrong app. That app was induced there. In fact, there are folks now that they, that, that they put in wrong, wrong apps. And those apps, you can't, you can't delete them. That tells you how far the devil knows that when men are polluted, they won't go praise God. So this is what I'm going to see. You must, you must consciously glory to God. For we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. Maybe I'll talk about this sometime more. Our time is up tonight. There's something actually that, that is my heart to say in line with this. Somehow it's just catching up my mind. Maybe it's not going tonight. But you're called to purify yourselves. Let nothing pollute your heart. Stay always in the spirit. Always, I mean always, ready for the master. For the such and such time that we don't expect it will come. Peter number five, from verse one says, "For you come like a thief in the night." 
and only those that are expecting him prepared with their oil with their hearts will receive it. So what do you do to prepare? What do you do to cleanse your heart? What do you do to guard your heart? I will tell you one sure way. Ephesians 5. And I will close from there. That's what I, I, I've been trying to remember that I know that's important I said tonight before we, before we close. Ephesians 5, verse 26. In fact, I will read verse 26. You see, we all see the scripture as the mother and wife, but you see, in verse, in verse, in verse, in verse, text in 3, uh, or, uh, or 32, the Bible says, it says, it says, this is the great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and word. So actually, what he's saying here is, he's going between Christ and word, the church. So he's saying that the church must be cleansed. So he's coming for a church without word, spot, or wrinkle. He, he, he means this. Spot, he said, for you have spots in your feet. You have defects. He's coming for a church without defect. Now, he's speaking about this to the church. Not to the unbelievers, amen. That means the church can be can get to a place where they become they are sporty and they are not they are not wrinkleless. As a church, I mean you and I. Oh, let me let, let me just close. Our time is up tonight. Verse six. For this is how you will come for a church without spot or wrinkle. And this is how you as a believer will purify yourself continually. Is what and you will sanctify and purify her, that is the church, by what? By the worship. Now the word sanctify them means purify. It means to cleanse, it means to wash. So if he says you purify yourself, he's telling you that this is how he does it in the world. So how do you get that thing to come to you? When you constantly use the word of God yourself, like I saw. He will sanctify and cleanse by the washing of the water by the word. That's the reason you must pay attention to the word of God. Because the more you study the word, the more cleanse. You see, God's word washes you. God's word cleanses you. Like, 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 like fire will try silver and gold. That's how God's word will try your heart. It says, try me over with your word and find that, 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 that my heart is contrite. It's only by the word of God that you can be tried, washed, cleansed, and purified. I have two minutes more. Let me close with this. But on my on this um, on my screen right now is is for some minutes. I know I I spoke ten minutes without you hearing me. Tell everybody to jump and free, jump and free, and our who goes verse twelve tonight. Job twenty three. Job twenty three. I'll read from the Amplified Version, verse 12. I have not gone back from the commandment of your lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of your mouth more than my necessary what? Food. Until you live like this. 
God's word cannot cleanse you. The word of God you hear on Sundays alone can't cleanse you. Is the word of God you hear on Sunday, on Tuesday, on Thursday, on Saturday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday that cleanses you? The word of God you look at daily will cleanse you. Notice, please, he said, For we do not yet know what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, that means we shall see him very soon. And everyone that has this hope in himself, does what? Will purify himself just as he is pure. So there is no human being that is your template for purity. It's him. So I'm 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 buffeting myself daily to be like him. I charge you also under the mercy of God tonight to also do as a husband be like him. As a wife, aspire to be like him in all purity. As a son, as a daughter, as a youth, aspire for so purity. Pursue chastity, pursue holiness. Because holiness and purity is possible, just like him. The days are approaching. Let us forsake the assembling of ourselves as the brother's son. So much the more as we see that day approach. So the knowledge of the day approaching places a responsibility on you and I to live holy and live pure, just like he is pure. So it will be, it will be, it, it, it will be so right to say, I'm trying to be like my man of God. No, God didn't say be like him. He says be like me. Paul understood this in 1 Corinthians 11. 1. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. But you can never know if I'm following Christ if you don't know Christ yourself. He says, for if we're not pure, he said, he said if, if we're not, if, if we're not causally abiding in him, he said, we might be ashamed. My prayer tonight for you is that we will not be ashamed at his appearing. When we appear, we will go with him. Because our lives shall be in conformity with him always. Thank you, Father. Tonight we give you praise and glory. We love you. If the word is so lovely, your word is so sweet, Lord, we come before the word to be reverently. We, 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 uh, Lord, Lord, I wish time was on our side. We can continue just looking at your lovely word. I'm just blessed by your word. I'm just glad that your word is before us today. Lord, I thank you for revealing these great things to earth. Thank you, O God. Lord, today we're excited about your word because your word is changing us. Thank you, because we are blessed tonight. I pray for everyone that has my voice today. The power to do the work is granted. We live pure lives. We live cleansed lives. We live holy lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.